everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Wilderness Tamer podcast. I am your host, Connor Purvis. For the title of this mini-sode this week, it's going to be the roller coaster of life. Now, I know I'm a little late getting content out on the podcast. It's just These last three weeks have thrown me off a little bit. Especially, like I say, I got a three-year-old, three-week-old daughter. It's my second one. And getting back in the swing of things with a newborn. As well as last weekend, my good dog, Czar, died of lung cancer. For what the vet, we had, we talked to three different family vets that deal with our horses and other stuff. And from what they said and how he went and how quick, I mean, the way he went, it like he got shot or hit. But the dog was just playing around, having a good old time, and then just came over, sat down next to me. And started hemorrhaging really bad and blood was coming out of his mouth. And within 15 minutes, he was down. So I've never seen a dog go down that quick, like not naturally. Um, and that dog did everything with me. I mean, every time I went to my hunting club, he was on the back of my four-wheeler. If anything, is extra protection. Because not even training that dog, this one, I was out scouting this new piece of property and I saw these hogs. Well, I sh- I was there was a big blonde sow. I say blonde, she was like goldish colored, and she had a bunch of I'd say about knee high piglets. So they're you know good taking age. Well, I shot one, and it ran off in the bushes. Well, I I've put the gun down. I fly down there on the four wheeler, and you can hear that sucker just like squealing in the bushes well here goes czar just hauling ass i mean he clears almost 10 feet jumping off the back of the four-wheeler and jumps straight in the bushes and starts working this hog i set my rifle down because it was thick bushes i just had my i grabbed my pistol and i ran in there to you know so that was already cut up or nothing i don't know if that hog had tusk or anything like that well, as soon as I get in there, here comes the hog, and here comes Zar, hot on its trails. And I mean, he's biting its ass, just getting it going. Well, they run back across the little trail and into this little swampy water spot, this dirt embankment. Well, Zar has the pig bait up against this dirt embankment, and I work my way around, and I shoot the hog with my pistol, or I finish it off. I had done like a grazing shot on it. It wasn't the best. The hog probably would have survived, but he, well, I take that back. For the shot, he probably wouldn't. A coyote or something would have got him. But it's just not even training that dog and him instinctively knowing what we were after. It's kind of, I mean, I'm getting a little choked up thinking about it because I missed the old boy. But it just blew my mind and it was kind of like, I felt like it went back to the very first man and wolf that got together and collaborated and learned this was going to be a bond that was going to be made for eternity but rest easy in Valhalla's are love you buddy now for a low it's pretty good low now two days after that i got a pretty good high for the wilderness tamer podcast i picked up a new sponsor nomad outdoors they have great clothing options a wide variety i'm talking from being down in South Georgia, having to dress in layers because you got to shed them by 8 o'clock. Or you going out west and it's going to be nothing but ice and snow. And the best part is they have the new age or newer camouflage for those guys that like that. But for me, 
I like the old school tree bark myself. I feel like those patterns break you up better. Just my opinion. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, Fred Barry used a red flannel shirt most of the time. So, and he killed animals with a recurve. Or longbow, excuse me, for those of you there that know. But, anyways, like I said, they're a great company. Check them out. I'm really... I want to thank them from the bottom of my heart for giving me the opportunity and a great deal on their stuff. I will be doing some unboxing videos. I got some gear coming soon. And also, I got me some Wilderness Tamer stickers. So, if anybody wants one, let me know. We're not, I'm not here to take part. I'm here to take over. Wilderness Tamer everywhere. <laughs> now, like I said, I've only been doing this two months and... I'm excited for the things that have happened already and I can't wait to see what happens a year down the road as long as I keep with it or keep the same pace. Now, like I said before, I will not go no more than two, I mean three weeks at the toppest to not give y'all any content for the podcast wise. Now, my social media, now my Instagram is at wilderness tamer underscore, no, excuse me, at wilderness underscore tamer underscore podcast that's my uh instagram tag and my facebook is connor purvis wilderness tamer podcast and i also started a patreon but i'm trying to figure that out i know it helps with algorithm and stuff like that i'm, I'm still so if anybody knows anything about it please hit me up i want to learn to use it the right way so it benefits me however uh back to it and talking about another ha-ha, we hold it back up a little bit. Me and my dad, we've been coming to this place called uh, Piedmont National Wildlife Refuge, and it's they allow three quota hunts a year, one muzzleloader and two rifle for whitetail. It's 30,000 acres, and this is some of the oldest hunting property in Georgia. I myself have found old homesteading structures like rectangular 90 degree rock formations to where an old log cabin used to be i've found old grave sites wells i mean there is a lot of history on this property and i hadn't even got to the good part yet massive bucks i mean this place if you're a whitetail hunter in georgia i hate to even talk about it because right now I'm sitting in, there's a train here in Juliet, Georgia, which I've never seen out of the eight years that I've been coming here. And it's got the one road to my, I say the one road, the one straight shot road to my hunting spot. If I could video it, I would, but y'all should see the line of hunters behind me. And everybody's just standing out beside the trucks and it's going on 640. And I've been sitting here since six. So... I don't know what's going on. It sucks. But anyways, back to it. I'm doing this in my truck, by the way. Just sitting here in line. But uh, back to Piedmont. This place is magical. If you're a whitetail hunter, it's like the, it's a Disneyland. A real man's Disneyland. I urge anybody to maybe come try it. And if it, it bites your bug, I mean, I'm sitting in front of a guy from North Carolina. I know there's two guys from Florida behind me. They came and talked to me earlier. So there's a lot of people that come up here for the muzzleloader hunt and also the two rifle hunts. Now you can bow hunt during archery season. 
but it's going to be hard. I mean hard. The the class of bucks up here, it's not, I mean, all I stuff to say this. My dad has a good friend, Tim Stubbs, and I went to school with his son, Mark. And these guys, they've been coming a little bit longer than me and dad have, but they've got it dialed in to where they leave with some antlers just about every time. At least one of the, somebody from their party gets a damn good buck. Now, uh, earlier this week, Tim shot an 11 point on Oconee, which is a WMA kind of surrounded by Piedmont. And that's kind of how I'm doing the workaround. I'm able to hunt in the same area as my, uh, as my dad, the Piedmont and Oconee, cause they're close. I say dad's down, my dad's down at the South side of Piedmont. I'm up here at the North on river road. For those of you who know where it's at, there seems to be the more activity and I've just always had good luck with the spot. Now, even in turkey season, they do allow a quota turkey hunt. But let me warn you, I have yet to been successful on turkeys. Now, during deer season, there's a plethora of them. I mean, I was saw a couple hens yesterday, and they were just pecking around, meandering. And I've seen some big toms. But, as you know, they got their calendars marked. And... During turkey season, you'll hear gobbles. I mean, you'll hear them, and it's rolling thunder through the hills. But they just, they're hard birds, man. I mean, they're super hard, especially when you're having to work with private land, and they don't really, when one year, I'm not going to trespass for a damn bird. That's just, it's not worth it. And they get hemmed up. If they got corn in there and hens, then why come to me, you know? But anywho. But anyways, I just wanted to get something out there and talk to the talk to y'all, let y'all know I'm still rolling with it. Just been real busy and I'm sorry for it. Now, like I said with my guests, I kinda had now it being hunting season and my most of my guests are outdoorsmen and women, it's a little hard to line up schedules because everybody's got hunts that they've been planning for the whole year, taking off work for. It's just, it's, it's gonna, next week I'll be having a guest on. It was just a little hard these past two weeks. And plus I was busy and with everything going on, it just wasn't working out. But, and I know there's gonna be more times like that, but the main thing is, is just keep going, just keep going and keep going. Now, I wanna wish everybody good luck who out, who's out there hunting this year. Shoot straight and stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Wilderness Tamer podcast. Not quite sure who my next guest is, but I will stay tuned to my social media accounts and I will let y'all know. Thank you.